Welcome to the Culture Matters podcast, Inside Indeed. We're here to discover the stories and challenges of Indeed employees, also known as Indeedians. We help people get jobs, and we're here to share how and where we're hiring globally. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Culture Matters podcast. It is Marquise from the Employer Brand Team. And today I am joined by Jasmine Urea, who is a manager of client success in our New York City office. She is also the regional lead for our Latinx in Tech IRG, which is our inclusion resource group. With Hispanic Heritage Month coming up, we wanted to have Jasmine on to talk about herself, talk about the Latinx in Tech, also known as Lit IRG, and really just get to know her. So first, Jasmine, thank you so much for for joining me, and um, I'm super excited to talk to you. Happy to be here, happy to talk about everything HHM, everything Lit, all these acronyms being thrown at you. Uh, We say Lit is literally Lit, um, but I'm pumped to share, and so excited to be here with you today. Yes, and someone told me recently, you guys have a, a tagline, something like it's it's lit, or or what's the tagline? We have a few, but we say keep the fuego lit. Keep the fuego is, lit. I love that. Fuego lit. Just keep the fire lit. Um, just a really big group of passionate people, and so I really feel like that one really resonates with a lot of us. Just keeping the power, the movement lit and going. So I think the acronym really sits well with our group. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I love that so much. So um, to kick it off, I want to know more about you, uh, your career journey, and how you found yourself at Indeed. Yeah, so I moved around a little bit growing up. So if you're from the New York area, I lived in Queens for a little while in a a space called Jackson Heights, um, which is predominantly Hispanic now. Um, and I moved to Long Island. So I had a lot of adjustments growing up. So you kind of hear the Long Island accent. Some people say that, Mm -hmm. um, I went to school in Connecticut. So another adjustment, um, and by adjustments, I just mean cultural and socioeconomic adjustments over and time and time again. And while I was studying my four years at college, I went to a career fair and indeed was there. And I'm like, who is indeed? I thought they just helped people get jobs. I thought it was a a site. And at the time I was so wanting to have an internship or an opportunity at some company that would take me and give me a chance. And I went up to the booth and I met with one of the recruiters. And at the time I was looking for an internship in another department. And one thing led to the other. And a few months later, I got a call to be an intern at the company. I had to go through the interview process like everybody else. And that was intimidating on its own, but that's really how I got my foot in the door into tech. And then once I interned here, I fell in love with the company, everything that it had to offer, the care that it had, the mission of we help people get jobs, which we'll talk about a little bit more because I feel like being in lit really has given me a new perspective of that. And um, yeah, interned here, got a job as an individual contributor and in client success it really gave me a perspective on the respect we should be giving people in the service industry, people in customer service and client success, and then really fought my way up uh, into management. Um, really understanding people is one of my favorite parts of my job, uh, helping people in their roles and empowering them and making them see their value is something that a lot of my mentors and leaders gave to me. So that's probably one of my favorite parts of my job, but that was definitely my journey into um, management and tech. 
amazing. So you fall in love with Indeed as an intern, you join the company full-time, you become a manager. Can you tell me when you became familiar with the, the Lit IRG and why it was important for you to join? Yeah, so growing up, I didn't have a lot of representation in a lot of professional spaces. I don't think um, the media did a really good job at showing Latinos, Hispanics in professional areas, specifically in tech. I Even in school, the school that I went to, um, didn't demonstrate that a lot. So when I got to Indeed and I understood what an inclusion resource group is, I think the term now we're in 2022, that term is broadly known in the tech world, but a five, six years ago, that was not something that was so known and utilized. So I started full time and about a month in, I saw that we had our, our black inclusion group, which kills it at Indeed. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering like, is there anything else at Indeed? And my manager at the time was like, oh, I think they're building a lit in New York City. So within like a month and a half of me starting my job, really wanting to be successful in my day-to-day -day job, I was like, I need to be a part of this organization. I want to hear what it's about. I went to a, a meeting and I met some wonderful people that are still here today and became mentors to me along the way. And that's really how I got involved with Lit. It was one meeting, feeling included, feeling involved and saying like, okay, there are people that look like me that come from places like I do um, that want to be successful in this place, in this space. And um, that really is what got me going into uh, Lit. I can, I can totally relate to that because I'm a member of the Black Inclusion Group, also known as BIG um, at Indeed. And I, I just vividly remember that first meeting and how inspiring it felt and how great it felt to just be like, this, it just was such a safe space and so comfortable. And, and to know that there were people that looked like me that had very similar missions to me and wanting to work together to, to bring more awareness and bring more representation. So I totally understand um, your, your journey with that. And, and so at a certain point, you became the, the site lead for New York for, for Lit. So can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, so when I came in, Lit was really new, and there was two wonderful site leads that I still speak to today that did a great job to start off. And um, me being the type of person that I am, I love to organize. I love to build structure. Um, I had a little bit of experience that in college, and I was like, okay, how can we make this better? Uh, how can we integrate with the business? How can we drive change? How can we drive results? And so I went to a few meetings and then it was just me saying, hey, can I like volunteer to do a couple of things? And the site leads were like, yeah, sure. We'd love for you to do that. So I kept volunteering. I kept getting involved, kept asking questions about the business. I think that's a huge aspect in the IRG world. You get to see so many different aspects of our business and how we integrate with that. And um, one thing led to another. I, after a year and a half of just being a member and being involved as much as possible and advocating for us in spaces that uh, we weren't included in, um, I became the site lead. And that was an amazing accomplishment. I think the title is great, but I think it was the work that went behind it that really spoke to me and the change and the results that we got to see in, in seat. So site leads have so much accessibility when it comes to making change on the ground level in offices. And I think that was the biggest driver for me to get into the site lead position. Cool. And I want to dive more into 
to lit and what you guys do. So can you talk to me about some of the priorities or goals of the group? Yeah, so I, I probably would phrase them into three different categories. Um, the most important one to me, at least when I started at Indeed was psychological safety and our employees of Indeedians, right? Um, making sure our employees feel like, yeah, you deserve to be here. I think a lot of minority groups have imposter syndrome, especially when they're in big spaces. They feel like maybe I don't belong here or I don't see someone that looks like me. So I think that was that's still one of the most important ones is to make sure that we're empowering our members, empowering our leaders, making sure that they understand that they have it in them to get to that next step and that we're just tools in and that they could use to get to that next step. And I mean use by saying like, we're the support system that our, our employees need. And, and really we try to use that in our communities outside of Indeed as well, right? We, we do a lot of work outside volunteer opportunities. So that's a huge one for me. I think just empowering people to be stronger and better for themselves is huge. Um, our second one is making sure our structure remains or continues to stay the same in, in regards to we really are like a little mini business within Lit. Um, you'll hear that a lot in the business. We're a very well-oiled machine and we pride ourselves in that, making sure that we have a structure where people that may not have leadership positions in the organization and their everyday jobs have a leadership position in our organization and they can grow their skill sets. Um, that we're attracting new employees when they join, that we're attracting people and leaders that have been at Indeed for a few years. So really developing and attracting, there's a lot of wonderful leads within our organization that are in every seat within Indeed that you could imagine. So I'm very grateful uh, for those people that I get to work with. And then our last one is really helping people get jobs within our community in the Latin, uh, Latin American market. It's it's really been so gracious to work with not only in the United States, like bringing up ideas to our product teams or speaking on like this may be more beneficial. Integrating with the business is huge, but also working with other markets like Brazil or Mexico and really shining light to those markets. I think in those three points, that really is what drives Lit to be greater and, and push to succeed in our goals. And, and one of the things that I, I love about Lit is the visibility. I know how hard you all work and all the amazing things that you do because you you share that, you promote that, whether it's through weekly emails or whether it's through Slack or whatever form of communication it is. You guys do so many great things. And I know you touched on the fact that you do um, volunteer in the community. So I, I'm wondering if you can tell me what type of events you guys do, or maybe walk through me through like a really memorable event that you all do or have done before? There's a few. So I'm going to name a few. I'm going to name my personal experience when I started Indeed. Um, my first year at Indeed, New York Lit had um, an event with a domestic violence woman's shelter in New York City. And we collaborated with them to raise funds um, for them around the holiday season. So a lot of the times women that leave domestic violence situations leave with nothing and they have their children. And um, this impacts a lot of minority women. Um, and so we knew that going in to volunteering with them. And so what we did because they have their own privacy reasons and we can't really work with them um, in person, we had a gift card drive, which basically meant that we raised funds to have gift cards to provide these moms or provide 
um, these caretakers with so they could give kids presents that year to empower them to have their own funds. So a lot of the times we see um, gift drives, which are great. Like all these things are so great, but we really focused on giving them strength again to go out and buy their own presents, even if it was something small for their kids to give them that encouragement. So that was one of the most memorable ones of when I started in Lit um, that I was like, wow, this is such a good way of empowering women to be stronger and, and get back on their feet from a really rough situation. Um, we have brave spaces within Lit. And for anyone who doesn't know what a brave space, it's technically a safe space, but it's a way to be brave in conversation. So we've had really good ones. Uh, one's on, are you Hispanic enough? Does language matter in our culture? Machismo, which is gender roles, like all these taboo items that we have in our community, even colorism in our community are talked about in a brave space with people that have different perspectives within the community. So that's been incredible. And then honestly, we have incredible keynote speakers that come speak uh, to us. Um, the one that sticks out the most to me was last Hispanic Heritage Month. We had Jose Hernandez come in and he's an astronaut. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing him up is because his story and started with him not coming from much and him saying, I wanna be an astronaut and accomplishing it. And it wasn't easy, but I think watching someone that had humble beginnings like I did made me feel like I cannot believe this person became an astronaut because of all the hard work. And it kind of threw um, all the barriers that I have in my head, like out the window, like if he could do it, I could do it too. And that's the cool thing of how Lit um, really like brings in partners that motivate and inspire. And that was one of the keynote speakers. We have a lot that came in, but that was one of them that once I saw his story, I was like, wow, this is, this is exactly what I needed to push myself into my next step. Yeah, and, and Hispanic Heritage Month month begins September 15th. And I think like all of our, our IRGs or any minority group, whether it's um, big with Black History Month or the LGBTQ plus community with Pride Month, it's important to celebrate and bring awareness to, to these groups all throughout the year. But it's really special to have that succinct time for you to just be as loud and proud as you want. So I'm curious, how does LIP celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month and kind of what goes into the planning of the events that you all provide for the company during that time? Marquise, I agree with you. It's really nice seeing other IRGs celebrate their months because you learn a lot within that month. Um, there is a production when it comes to Hispanic Heritage Month, I'm sure every IRG has a production that happens behind the scenes. A lot of events, Zoom links, people that are hardworking, getting involved, speaking, speaking to keynote speakers and getting happy hours set up. So Hispanic Heritage Month uh, is a celebration all month long of everything that Lit encompasses and does. So um, specifically for Lit, things that we'll see during Hispanic Heritage Month is professional and career development opportunities, you know, how to deliver feedback. We have tech talks within Lit, how to use SQL, um, really showing our community that there are people in these spaces and if you need help, they're here for you. Then we have our fun activities like happy hours. What a better way of demonstrating our food, our, our drinks, our culture within, um, 
our music. So happy hours are great. We have a keynote speaker coming in as well. So we have a lot of work that goes into it, including a brave space that I just mentioned. We love our brave spaces. And this one actually is about, um, are you Hispanic enough? So a lot of our leaders step up during this month and really push us to the very edge to get to where we could be the most successful. And it makes me very proud to be part of an organization that treats Hispanic Heritage Month like a mini business. And it really is because of all the effort that goes into it and um, really integrates with everything indeed, right? I think our mission is always, um, we help people get jobs, but we really wanna empower not only Indeedians within the company, but people with outside of the company to, to show them that it is possible to be in seats like this if you're Hispanic, Latinx, Latina, Latino, um, all, all of that encompasses under us. But yeah, Hispanic Heritage Month is super exciting for us. Yeah, and, and it's amazing all things that are able to be accomplished during these months and during the year, just all together. And I think it takes a lot of collaboration, which I think is is really a gift because you're getting the opportunity to, to work with people throughout Indeed that you may not cross paths with in your normal day-to-day. -day. And it really builds what I think is one of the most special parts about the IRGs, which is community. So can you talk to me about the community of the lit IRG and kind of what it's like working with the other members. Yeah, we, and I don't want to sound corny saying this, but I will say lit became a family at work. Um, and I know a lot of employers say, or oh, a family at work, but what lit says that they really mean that. I think um, we have really strong ties to one another. And that honestly stems from the wonderful leadership that we have, but I think it also stems from the vulnerability our members have and our leaders have. We have a summit each year. And in that summit, we share our stories, like whom, what makes us us, what brought us here. And I think that's that human connection, even during a, a pandemic, like IRGs thrived because we needed human connection and we needed vulnerability. And so Lit does a really good job at keeping that momentum up. Um, it's not always pretty being in the seat. It's not always, it wasn't pretty during the pandemic, but I think what made things so easy or made things easier is having people you can lean on. So we have a really strong community. We have a lot of, we have a lot of structure within Lit and we have a lot of leaders in specific pods. Like I'll give you an example of communications, we have someone in events, we have someone that does our operations, our professional development. So if I didn't name you, um, we have a lot of wonderful leaders. And I think what keeps us connected is the passion, right? I think the mission of being better or raising awareness to something that none of us maybe had growing up or being better for our future and our future generations I think that's really what ties lit as a community is understanding that we're all here for a bigger purpose than ourselves. And we're gracious and grateful to have this opportunity to be able to show that within the company. I love that you mentioned lit being like a family and I think of growing a family and then tying that back to our mission of helping people get jobs. How does lit help to grow the representation at Indeed? Yeah. So internally, I'll start internally. It starts by empowering our leaders and, and um, developing their skill sets. So where do they want to go next? Putting them in positions where they have access 
and experience to talk about it in an interview, right? So someone wants to go into management, they probably should be best in a leadership position. So they have the experience to talk about it. Um, a part two, externally, how are we bringing in people and helping people get jobs within Indeed? Um, we rely heavily on our uh, referrals program, right? Like really reaching out to schools, reaching out to organizations that maybe our partners already work with, individuals already work with. We also do a lot of volunteer opportunities outside of, um, we have something called Indeed Works where we just explain how to use our platform. So it really, and we have a lot of external third-party partnerships that we work with um, that send us people that potentially could work at Indeed. And we do a really good job within like, tracking to see how successful we are with bringing new representation with into Indeed and what happens after they get here. I think the questions are always, how do we bring more people to, to Indeed? And I think we understand that and we support that. And that's one of our missions. I think the part two to that is how do we retain our talent and how do we grow them within the company? So those are the two steps that we really look at and we really identify and we even break it down like demographics by office as much as possible. Like, and what I mean by that is how many people are we referring by office? How much work can we do? And we do it outside of the United States as well. Like Brazil is another market that we are working heavily on just building representation and showing the country like what indeed is about and what our mission is about and what our values are about. So I think that's the best ways is really living out who we are. I know I get questions on my day-to-day -day in my personal life, like, how did you get a job there? Like, what do you do there? And it's so exciting, makes me so proud when I see a commercial that shows representation. I think it's also living it out, like answering those questions, helping people. And I think Lit does a wonderful job about talking about their experience to their family, their friends, and that's super helpful um, when developing and getting talent into Indeed. Yeah, and on that same note, when you're when you're meeting people or talking about it with other people, why do you recommend Indeed as a place to work? My simplest answer is because Indeed cares. And I mean that. And when you look around and the world is in a weird place and you may be feeling in a weird place and you can reach to your manager and be honest about, hey, today I'm not really doing so well. Um, and your manager be supportive of you and understand that you're not a robot, Indeed does that. Indeed truly cares about your mental health, your mental health, your mental well-being. And I learned that um, very quickly. I know Indeed has you days that sound so great, but to think about a tech company offering you a mental health day because you may need it, especially during a pandemic when the world was so unsure, I think that speaks volumes Indeed cares about your career development, your career progression. I think the biggest thing is always advocating for yourself, but I will say that that's my biggest reason. And you find your place within the company. You find what motivates you. And it may be IRGs or it may be something else because the company has so much going on. So I will say that that's why I would recommend it because they care. And I mean that. Yeah, and a part two to that question that I just asked, what kind of advice do you give to people that might come up to you and say, hey, I want to work at Indeed. How do I get into Indeed? What what do you kind of like tell them to help them out with uh, their potential journey to becoming a future Indeedian? I would say there is no greater advocate than yourself. And that when you're in that interview room to be yourself, but to 
it's not a time to be humble, but a time to be you and show all of your success and your progress. Um, that's really a, what a lot of my mentors said to me. Like, don't sell yourself short when you're in that room. Like, you are the person that advocates for yourself. Believe in yourself. We hear that so often, like, believe in yourself. But truly, it's like, you deserve to be there. So show them that you deserve to be here. And I think, indeed, when coming into Indeed, my best advice is that show them how much you deserve to be here and the work that you provide because it, it's value. You're worth it, but you need to advocate for yourself in those rooms. And a lot of my mentors shared with that. And I carry that with me every single day. It's okay to be humble and I will always remain humble. But when the time comes to show that you've worked your way there, there's no need to be humble because your work reflects that. So I will say, advocate for yourself always and don't sell yourself short when the time comes because you deserve to be in those rooms. That was a great answer. Thanks. And, and kind of um, to wrap things up, I'm going to ask you a question that I asked all of my Culture Matters guests. And that is, what is your favorite part about working for Indeed? I think my favorite part is having two of my worlds collide. Um, and what I mean by that is like my professional world, my career, right? Like being able to be a manager and help people excel or empower um, my team members to be better or just learn from my team members. That's a huge one. But also like my passion for being Latina. Like I have never been in a space where I could be both. And um I think that while working at Indeed, I developed proud a, a pride, being prideful and being proud of being Latina in tech, right? Like understanding that maybe my ancestors and people before me um, weren't able to be where I am today. So I think that's my favorite part about working at Indeed is being able to bring the pride of being Latina and be a professional at the same time, because you can, those are interchangeable, um, being authentically myself. So being able to share like, hey, Hispanic Heritage Month is coming up and I am excited and proud and this is why you should be too. Um, that's my favorite part, like being able to be a Latina and a professional. I think that's been my the best part about working with Indeed. Thanks so much for listening to our Culture Matters podcast, Inside Indeed. You can see more of our employee stories on social media by following the Inside Indeed hashtag. And you can learn about where Indeed is hiring at indeed.jobs.